Welcome to Diana Perkovic's Monday Moment in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. But today is actually Tuesday. This is the first ever Monday Moment in 5 podcast that is being put up on a Tuesday. So happy first day post Labor Day. I love the first week of September. For me, it's like a new year. So I want to thank everybody for sticking with me. I had two weeks off, but we are back in a big way, baby. I'm your host, Diana Perkovic. And this week, we have a very special guest, and there are, are few signs of success quite as impressive as the ability to be recognized by just your first name. Today's Monday Moment guest is one such individual, Celine, who is also referred to as Mama Celine. I wanted to have Celine on the show today because she is, oh, how do I say? She's just one bad ass babe. She is a total rebel who is so fierce. Guys, she's not breaking the rules. People, she is making the rules. Let me set the scene for you. Celine is basically a folk hero here in Venice, California. Why? Well, as the queen of Abbott Kinney since the mid-90s, when she managed Abbott's Habit, which is the legendary hub of the local community, she was a public figure who had a very secret life. In addition to the coffee shop, for those who were actually in the know, she ran the equally legendary, no-name, <clears throat> delivery service, which <clears throat> kept the locals supplied with their <clears throat> favorite herb. Cut to the legalization and normalization of said herb, Celine uh, emerged out of the green closet as one of cannabis's most trusted advocates. Now, listen up. Her support of charitable and political organizations such as the Los Angeles Cannabis Task Force, the California Cannabis Advocates, Mexican and Northern California Disaster Relief, it's kind of made her a fixture at community meetings and demonstrations. And her work with the exploding Gunja Goddess Getaways, it's a series of women's empowerment retreats really has become the coveted golden ticket in the cannabis circles. So I think you are all starting to see why an interview with Celine is a good girl mafia get. Like this is a big get for me. Rolling Stone magazine said the goddess earth mother you always wish you had. Mama Celine, the nurturing and cheery feminist cannabis guru of Southern California, really specializes in making sure everyone else is having a wonderful time and always has enough weed. Get it, girl. Celine, welcome to Monday Moment. I'm so glad you're able to come in and do the show. Oh my God, you are so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you for such a divine intro and for uh, including me and offering space to hear my voice and my story. Well, I'm really, really delighted to have you here. It, it does, oh my gosh, you teared up, Celine. Just so beautiful. When you hear the culmination yeah. of your life and how your passion drives you to where you are today, you're like... Fucking hey, that really is me. <laughs> and it's so empowering and so beautiful. And so I'm so grateful for these moments to have and when you get me. So thank you. I do get you. Thank We've you. got a lot to talk about today. For sure. We do. And you know, I kind of want to start, Celine, if we can, to sort of set the scene, like the backstory with the <clears throat> no name business that you had. Do, do you want a tissue? You're no, good. No. no okay. Good. Okay. Were you always sort of looking over your shoulder at that time, worrying about getting caught? Were you exceptionally careful about who you dealt with? Like paint the picture of what it was like before the legalization of marijuana. Sure. Uh, let's see. I think because cannabis, I'm a California girl. I'm a born and raised California girl and cannabis has always been in my life. I've always gravitated towards it far more than alcohol. It's just not my thing. So for me, Having cannabis in my life, I've always been that rebel, like, no matter what, it's going to be in my life. And so I don't look over my shoulders because I feel it's such a gift. Yeah. It's such a way to, like, raise the quality of my life. And I have such a great relationship with it that I never feel, like, weirdly uh, paranoid about it. Mm -hmm. So in starting that delivery service in the very 
uh, the late 90s, medical marijuana had just become uh, available. But it was this. It was a need by my community Mm -hmm. desiring to have my cannabis because I always had the great connections to the super great cultivators. And I have such a love for it that I want the best. So my friends really just wanted what I had. And so in a real desire and need to always have it and be able to smoke it at very minimal cost and to be able to share that with everyone I knew and to be able to subsidize an income because at the very time then I started a event planning and catering business simultaneously with that delivery service. So now here you see me, a Venice community fixture. I quit the job at the coffee shop and it was the Emergence of the dot-com world. Mm. Everybody in Venice Beach had a giant load of money just dropped in their pocket to start some, like, hot new dot-com company. Right. And so that was emerging all around me in my community of artists. And they always knew about my great parties that I had really good. I love food. So I always threw these fun parties with a lot of weed. And nobody ever had to worry about if there was going to be weed there. So... When that ha- those emergences of the dot com world happen, my local community friends say, "Head, I'm gonna have. I need to have a party. I need to have a launch party." I'm like, "I know how to throw a party," and so that's what started the event planning business and the delivery service. From there, what I did was from then and to this day, 18 years later, mm-hmm. actually 19 years later, I've never had an online presence. My community of of patients and friends that want our delivery service has always been you have to know someone to get the number to be vetted to get into the system. It is an old school system. Mm-hmm. It's worked well for me. That's what it's it's created a very exclusive VIP membership type of clientele that I have. Um I provide a very hands-on, one-on-one service to these patients, so they just love that, and my knowledge is incredible. Um, so simultaneously building that delivery service in addition to that event planning and catering business, mm. they just went one-on-one together like, oh, sure, I'll drop off a meal and an ounce of weed to you. <laughs> <laughs> and so very soon, and this is the 90s, I literally had a pager and a flip phone. And wow. Yeah. And I started like seven days a week from noon to 8 p.m. I was available per pager in the, my immediate area in the west side of LA. I mm. live in Venice. So I, it was Venice, Santa Monica, Marina del, del Rey. Rey. Sure, yeah. sure. And a little inland. Uh, and as the, the community grew, I s- spread out. And eventually I got to hire a couple girls to do those. Uh, shifts for me while mm-hmm. I focused on my event um, business and pl- and catering business. And so I always felt like, listen, as long as your car doesn't smell like weed and as long as we're packaged up and we're beautiful, lovely women driving decent cars around town, no one's really following us to know what we're doing. And back then, this is really before dispensaries were a dime a dozen on sure. every single block, sure. where people love the convenience of just calling the girls and be like, hey, guess what? I'm on my way to work. Let's meet at the Blockbuster video in 15 minutes and I'll grab something from you on my way to work or on my way home from work. So it's always this beautiful convenience of wherever you are, we'll meet you wherever you are at your home, at your office or in between, and we'll come bring you your herbs, uh, which led to incredible clients like the whole MTV building. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> where we would go there because there's so many producers, we would go there five, six times a day. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they had clients that come into town. Sure. And they were like, oh, my God, you have to know the girls. Yes. And we had uh, – some rap artists, dilated pupils, talked about the girls in Venice. Going to go see the girls in Venice. Uh, we I were... remember that. That was <laughs> th- that was a big thing when that came out. Everybody's like, "Whoa, she made it now!" These are my girls, and wow. it was really our pure pleasure to just drive around sure. town and bring people, spread the love. But you know, it's uh, like we're sitting across from one another right now, and as soon as you came in, I'm like, "I'm a hugger," and you're like, "So am I," and you just have such a warmth and a beautiful vibe and I can imagine 
that back in the day, and again, we're like setting the scene. We're not talking about today. We're talking about, you know, the 90s. That must have gone a really long way in making people feel sort of comfortable with you. And so to that end, I mean, I'm very curious about what it was like, because you had a lot going against you in a way. You know, the legalization hadn't happened yet. You're still, you know, doing a business that doesn't even have a name. So you've got that. But then you're also a woman in a male-dominated industry. So how did that work for you? No, I have to negate that. Okay. (laughs) The male-dominated cannabis world is what it's grown. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. Because they are mostly the cultivators. But behind every farmer is a farmer's wife. And the women hold this down. I'm serious. There is a lot of women in this industry. And they continue to say in in going forward that we are leading the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like 16% in Los Angeles this or in California at this moment. Oh, honey, we could. mm -hmm. Exactly. All day. 16%. We'll get more. We got to raise that. But what I'm getting at is I never looked at it as uh, any competition. I was just like, it's us, us women out here spreading the love all day long, sharing this incredible plant that we love so much and getting to bring it to people in a very personal way. And that was exciting for me. So I never looked at the... I never looked at competition, and there really wasn't at the mm. time because there wasn't delivery services at the point. It was we started this movement, you know. What right. I mean? Well, whatever. I'm sure it was happening somewhere, but right. at least on the west side of LA, it wasn't happening. Well, isn't sort of the cannabis industry the west side of LA? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. no, but you know what I mean. It's like this is sort of the the mothership, sort of like ground zero. In I a hear sense. what you're saying, but I would have to beg to differ because okay. California is such a large. state. We mm. are, I always tell people we're at least five or six different markets in this one state. Okay. We've got really, really, really Northern California, mm-hmm. like Humboldt. That's mm-hmm. the mecca of where the real cannabis good strains came from. That's what we're known from. That's the cannabis that's been going, I'm sorry, but out of the state for many, many decades. Right. You think, how do you think those people in New York and Florida get their great weed? Oh, honey, I don't of, know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. So Humboldt is our mecca, our, sure. you know, the, the you know the, the mecca of the cannabis world, in my opinion. That's where it trickled down from. And then you've got just a little lower and a bit above the Bay Area, which sure. is Mendocino. Right. And right. Mendocino County has their own beautiful market of gorgeous sun-grown flowers. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the Bay Area, Oakland and San Francisco, uh-huh. both bays, huge, different markets. Then you get to L.A. San Diego, the Inland Mm -hmm. Empire. We really have different markets. Even in Los Angeles, where I am in the west side of LA, and what they want in the valley are two different markets. My patients don't care about an OG Kush. They want low dose, low sugar, really good small little edibles that they can microdose all day and Mm -hmm. really nice cannabis. Whereas the guys in the in the valley of of California, LA, they want all the OGs you can strains that you can get. They want the most strong edibles that you can get your hands mm-hmm. on. It's a different market. So let's let's talk about like you know you've been an advocate for cannabis all my life, all your life. Yeah. And so people who aren't in you know the business, who aren't in the world, who've never even rolled a joint, held a joint. What is it that they don't know that you would like them to know? Like if if there's one takeaway that you could give to the person who's listening to this going like, they shouldn't shouldn't legalize weed. No, no, no. Like what what do you want that person to know? That's a big question. If you can see, my eyes are welling up because it means everything to me that you asked me that question. Seriously. What I want them to know is it's a very gentle gift from the universe. It's a plant. It's a plant. And plants provide beautiful medicine for us these days. We were fed a lie. (laughs) Propaganda set in. And they put out those 
uh, marijuana propaganda films and the cotton and the oil industry really shut down hemp and cannabis because they really wanted to monopolize the business. So what I'm saying is this plant has been around for thousands and thousands of years. It's proven in Egypt, in India, in so many cultures, in Mexico, in South America. It's been in our grandmother's and their grandmother's medicine for so long. You didn't even know it, but that plant medicine was happening and it was saving people's lives. Mm. And it was in our day-to-day medicine up until about the 1930s or 40s. Now, When that propaganda hit and they fed us a lie and then the war on drugs compounded with that, people believe a lie. And now they get the opportunity because there's so much research. And that's why I'm so grateful that it does pass legally at each time because Mm -hmm. when that does, there's these great benefits financially with these tax breakdowns so that they will do research on our own land Mm -hmm. so you can't negate the research that's been done. Mm -hmm. So what I want to tell those folks that have never tried it, who think it's really bad for you and it's just another drug or it's a gateway drug... What I'm here to tell you is it's a beautiful plant medicine. It can save someone you love's life. It can raise the quality of their lives. Mm. It can bring health and wholeness to so many. And you don't even need to get high or smoke it anymore for it to benefit your life. That's the beauty of this plant medicine. Um, I would always say it's in a very... Um, elementary way of saying it, this plant as whole medicine has three components to the THC plant. The THC that you know about that gets you high, that makes it psychoactive and euphoric. Then there's the CBD end of the, the same plant has CBDs in it, CBD in it as well. And that's another cannabinoid that is non-psychoactive. It has tremendous value for anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety. Anti-pain. It's major pain pain relief. relief. Exactly. And, and and anxiety. It's crazy Do how you know I'm giving that depression. to my dog right now. Yes, mine too. Yeah. I'm okay, He hurt himself, and he's just not been himself. Literally, like mm. I almost got to the point. I'm not kidding. I was up most of the night Wednesday night. You know, in that state of like, do I take him to the hospital? Do I not take him to the mm. hospital? Finally, took him out. He calmed down. I woke up the next day. I was like up all night. Woke up the next day, and he's just not himself. And now I'm crying. Now I'm crying because I'm like, this is not my dog. Like, I know you hurt yourself, but his personality, who he was, that's when I I really, I started crying. Yeah. So my girlfriend's like, research this oil. I did. Within 10 minutes, I was on the phone. Within another 10 minutes, I was out. I went and bought it. uh, Gave it to him within an hour. He was coming back to life like he was coming back to like my Romeo now Romeo's a badass (laughs) he's like he's so naughty whatever but the next morning I got up and here he comes walking out wagging his tail and coming and like scratching at the door to come outside with me which he has not done in weeks so this CBD Mm -hmm. oil this is another thing like okay so here's Okay, now I want to have another conversation. So with wait, you. let me tell you the okay, third yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. There's three sorry, parts. Sorry, sorry, sorry. THC, yeah, CBD, which works and, was my point. <laughs> and terpenes, and together all three work incredible magic. Cancer cells can be create apoptosis, meaning they 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 just create a. They just don't want to live there. They say this environment. I don't want to live here. I'm just going to create a. Mm. a commit suicide and those cells die. So that whole medicine together Mm -hmm. in whole spectrum, like Mm -hmm. full spectrum Mm -hmm. medicine can be so powerful. And even isolated in CBD or THC or terpenes can still be very beneficial. Okay. So that's the perfect segue for what I was going to ask Mm -hmm. you. My concern is the other side, the flip side of the legalization is now, do we have to worry about this stuff getting regulated? Do we have to worry about it almost – think of it this way, like big box stores sort of version of CBD and all of these things. Like 
there is a downside in in a way, no? Um, well, I think, I know. I know with the onset of legalization, there is far more restrictions mm-hmm. and definitely regulations mm-hmm. that need to be met. So we will have cleaner, safer, lab-tested, measured and dosed medicine. Okay, so that's good. This is that's really great. good. Yes, right. 100%. That's great. What I think you're afraid of, are you talking about like the Monsanto situation coming in? Well, you Because know, they can't yet. Right. However, I get it. I get it. But it's sort of, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Well, and are you just talking about MedMen? Can we just say that? I mean. MedMen is like the new McDonald's of new legal weed. It makes me want to puke in my mouth a little bit. Right. Uh, because it, but it makes other people super excited about walking into that store and making it feel like it's not even a cannabis store, that it's an Apple store. And you don't even feel that it's cannabis. And so many people love that. For me, because Mm -hmm. I'm a Californian and I've been in cannabis culture for so long, Mm. I feel there's a disconnect with the cannabis culture. But that's just me because I'm an OG. Everyone to each his own, there'll be a market for everybody. But big box market... I mean, that's what's happening anyway with the onset of legalization because only people who have giant, giant, big budgets and big pockets are being able to participate. Right. I guess also it's like, you know, you start thinking about, you know, what the three sort of pillars that's in cannabis can do for people, right? Then now we're looking at, you know, FDA and you're looking at what you can and cannot say per FTC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's lobbyists. There's all, And I'm concerned that it's like, will that tool for people who need it somehow get regulated to the point where it's going to be hard for them to get? No, I don't okay, believe so. I think, think it'll so. be that's easier. Great. Oh, amazing. What's happening is it's harder to get... Um, higher dosages for medical patients who truly need it. Got it. In California specifically right now, this is where the disconnect is happening and it's going to, it'll, it will balance itself out eventually, but Mm -hmm. right now I'm not digging it, how it's looking for medical patients who truly need this medicine. So now they have to go to these stores and now with legal weed, they can only buy a hundred milligrams per package of an edible. Well, maybe you're a sick patient and you need 250 a day. Right. So now you have to buy, you leave and come back and buy more, or you have to buy, try. it's just, and ridiculous amounts of taxes for those patients who truly need this. Yes. There's one thing for recreation and fun and whatever, but if you're a real medical patient that really truly needs good, clean medicine and you're making it harder for them to get their dosages and you're making it hard for them to get it because they can't afford it, that's where I'm not digging it because it uh, it is medical first, in my opinion. And even if it's legal weed and just recreation, to Mm -hmm. me, it's always benefiting your body. Mm. We are all born with an endocannabinoid system and we need to hydrate it and fill it up because it's responsible for all of our systems, all those other systems in our lives. So if it's happy, we are in balance and we're happy. So when our body's calling out for a little yeah. weed in some way, it's because it wants it, it needs it. it it's endocannabinoids are d- desiring it. I'm telling you that I know there are some people who are listening to this right now, and this is the first time they're ever hearing that. Thank you. They don't know. I, I think this is sort of a discovery. Like pe- yeah. a lot of people don't know this information. That our bodies as humans have an endocannabinoid system. Our mother's breast milk literally has cannabidiols in its breast milk. Wow. Our body produces cannabidiols, but when it's not producing it anymore, we need plant medicine mm. to help. Do you think mine's on high? Do you think mine's producing like a lot, maybe? I think you're good. I think you are so balanced. <laughs> we were talking about this. So okay, so I'm going to um, ask you as we move forward, how do you continue to use your voice as an advocate? I just say yes all the time okay. whenever I'm asked. Yeah. I am so honored to show up for this plant always. Mm. So it's from that passion that I want to continue to just share what you just said, these knowledge, these things, little tidbits that people have never even they heard before. They don't know. And this is real, real, real truth, people. And you can go online and look it up. I promise it's truth. I'm not just blabbing bullshit. ProjectCBD.org. You know, there's so many beautiful, beautiful places to get great information. Mm-hmm. 
about this beautiful plant medicine. So how do I show? I just show up. I feel I'm really strong in believing in the laws of attraction of the universe. And so Mm -hmm. I just feel like the more I'm just in the flow of just following my bliss and loving what I'm doing, it continues to bring people in my life that want to support me and advocate with me and and we get to shine together. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. My experience, Saline, both firsthand, like my personal experience, and from talking to so many women via Good Girl Mafia, is when a woman enters the space and publicly declares, I am here to empower, I'm here to empower other women, it comes from something firsthand experience and usually not great experiences, but it comes from somewhere along the way in life. So where is that somewhere for you? Thank you. Um, I've always been a very optimistic, positive, you see me, uh, person, just born that way. Love it. But when I was in my late teens, I was in a very serious car accident. I really did break like almost every bone in my body. I fractured my C2 fracture bone in my neck, so I broke my neck. I broke my sternum, I broke three ribs, and I broke my leg in a compound fracture in like five different places where it suffered the main artery to go into my foot, and my lawyer really only took my my case because he thought they were going to am- amputate my foot. So... Oh, oh my God. Okay, so Celine is showing me her scar. Yeah. That is like... The size of a uh, apple, yeah. Yeah. a little bit bigger, just to sort of paint the picture. Like yeah. it's big, it's giant. Wow! Because they had to do skin grafts and they had to like graph a vein from the other part of my leg into that place and save my foot. I was on a respirator in intensive care with fifteen pounds of traction, holding my head in place so that my neck would set in place. I am so grateful that I'm not a paraplegic for the rest of my life. Because when you break your neck, hello. Um, through that experience. It taught me a few things. It taught me at 19 years old, it taught me a valuable lesson that love, the power of love in your family, your community, and your friends, it will get you through healing anything. And that if you have that knowledge and knowing that you have support and love like that in your life, you can do anything. You can do anything. And then it showed me through a respiratory therapist, because you see I had a tracheotomy as oh well. Oh my God, you did, yeah. Yeah, so I had a tube down my throat and I couldn't speak for a few days. <laughs> Torture. <laughs> right? Oh my God. <laughs> and then they had a respiratory therapist that would come around uh, 24 hours, like every four mm-hmm. hours around the clock. Yeah. And they do different like things to make sure that because I was laying on my back because of my broken neck, that, that I didn't get pneumonia. And so they would make you cough. But it hurt so bad because I had broken ribs and a broken chest. And so I was like, oh, my God. So what he showed me and what he told me, some young guy, you know, a respiratory therapist, middle of the night when no one was around, he's like, I know you love your weed. <laughs> he's like, this medicine that I'm pumping into your lungs that makes your your bronchial uh, passages dilate mm-hmm. is the same thing your cannabis does. Mm. It's the same thing. Only that's a plant and this is a medicine. And I'm always going for the plant, sister. That's what I'm saying. Always going for the plant. That's what I'm saying. So it really penetrated me that, wow, cannabis can be medicine. And so from then on out, as my recovery would happen, I would never take a pill, a pain pill or anything. I just smoked more cannabis once I was in my home and recover. My parents weren't even giant advocates for cannabis. They, they really weren't. They didn't smoke it or anything. But they saw what a pain relief and what how it raised the quality of my life. Mm. And so they were just like, let her do her thing in that. Let her take her bong in that wheelchair to the backyard and do a few yeah. bong hits. They saw that the quality of my life was improved by that plant medicine. And I'm sure when you watch your daughter, go through that and go through broken neck, broken bones, all of these things, they're probably like, well, of course, let her do that. Like, of course, anything to alleviate that pain and that stress. And talking about, you know, um, your experience, and and again, I, I did not know about your, your accident. I did not know that. But I knew that you had to have some – there's something – that gets a woman to be so, um, what's the word, driven 
driven to empower other women. There's always this backstory. There always is. And now you do the Gunja Goddess retreats, which the next one, okay, let's... Let's talk about, okay, the next one's October 5th, you said? October 5th through 7th. Okay. In Coachella Valley, which is La Quinta, California. Got it. SoCal. Baby. Oh, my God. This particular event, well, I would love to tell you about the Ganja Goddess Getaway. Because out of this delivery service that I've Mm -hmm. had for 18 years, Mm -hmm. I've really cultivated beautiful relationships and a love for this plant. And in this emergence of legal weed and how it shows up, Mm -hmm. I really always want to elevate the experience. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of that old paradigm of stoners stuffing their faces on the couch being stupid. We are not stupid. I smoke cannabis all day long and I am the most driven. All day, air day. (laughs) I am the most driven woman you cannot yeah. hold me back yeah. and I have a slew of women and men that could say the same thing sure. it, it, we don't have to be mm-hmm. um, retard you know in in our actions sure. at all because of this plant in, uh-huh. fa- in fact it inspires me more so out of this love for this plant and always showing up for it I was reached out by this woman who had a vision her name is Deidre Bagdasarian she had an she has a edible company in the Bay Area called mm-hmm. Bliss Edibles. Mm-hmm. She reached out and said, you are a powerful woman in cannabis, and I want you to speak on my cannabis, yeah. women in cannabis panel at my brand new Ganja Goddess Getaway Women's Retreat, where we can come together and build community of women who, to, who love this plant. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow, what a great idea. I went as a guest to speak on the panel. Yeah. Remember, I have an event planning and catering business, so I throw parties. I know how to throw a retreat. And now, and now bells are going off. You're yes. like, why didn't I think of this? Exactly. Of course. And I meet this tribe, and I'm like, oh, my God, I am falling so in love with yeah. the idea, the women, the openness, the lovingness. Like, I have found my freaking home. Yeah. Also, I wasn't raised very rich, and I always wanted to go to summer camp as a kid, and I never could afford to. And I felt like, oh, my God, I'm at summer camp with all the f- coolest girls. And I don't have to run to the woods to smoke weed and come back and pretend I didn't. Like everyone's smoking weed here and we love it. We don't have to hide it. It's so fun. So I went there. I spoke on the panel. I fell in love. And when I came home, I thought, holy shit, what am I going to do? All I want to do is steal that idea and do it myself, only take it up 10 levels. Better caterings, better spaces. What do I do? Oh, my God. Well, what I did was I meditated about it and I thought, what do I do? And I... I invited Deidre, the founder, and her other uh, ladies who were helping her at the time mm. to my home in Venice Beach because mm. they're all from Northern California. I yeah. said, come down. Fall in love with me. Come meet my home. Stay in my home in Venice Beach. I love it. This is who I am. This is how I love to party. This yeah. is how I love to open my home and have you get to know me. Yeah. This is who I am. I'm here vulnerable in your eyes. I want to be a part of this movement because I don't even think you guys realize this is a bigger movement than you even realize. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, we just celebrate. And so sure enough, a matter of time, they were asking me to be on the board. I love it. And today, I am the half owner of the Ganja Goddess oh, Getaway with Deidre Bagdasarian. Me and her, all the way. That's amazing. Bringing women together to use this plant that we love so much as a spiritual and creative mm. tool that's been really uniting women that never take time for themselves. And that's the beauty about this plant. Yeah. She's a nurturer. Mm. She gives back and she provides that space for us to like shed those walls quicker so we can get vulnerable together and really get to the heart of who and what we need. Mm -hmm. And so Ganja Goddess Getaway provides this beautiful, safe place for women to come together to make time for themselves to say, oh my God, what's it going to be like to be around like 150 women that I don't know that love to smoke weed? And being offered, we offer beautiful, fun amenities and you can do them and be involved or you can just lay on a chaise lounge and smoke all weekend long and do do it anything we just want you to find your happy place to give back to yourself to nurture yourself because we feel when you're loving and nurturing yourself Mm -hmm. you're a better person then your family is going to be a happier family Mm -hmm. and your community will be a better community and then it goes out to the world I I started Good Girl Mafia with the thought in my mind that it takes a badass to be a good girl and don't forget about other girls that's right right? we're here to lift each other up okay so hello There's still people who don't get it. Like, I am on a mission. I am on a mission. 
And the story that you just, girl, we are in. Okay, I'm here to support that because. I am done with that whole mean girl thing. That, we don't okay. have to do that. We I don't d- have to subscribe to that. We are here. We as women are supporters and lovers of each other. We're supposed Who to. Who do you call when you're in danger? You call your woman friend or exactly. your mom or something like exactly. that. We are here nurturers of this planet. Mm-hmm. We're here to lift one another up. I always say you're a girl's girl or you're a mean girl. You've got it. You cannot. You can't do. You can't be both. No. Bye. Bye. And you know, we don't all have to be best friends, but we have to be a sister to one another. Yes. I don't yes, care yes. if you're coming from a completely different political it side of it. Like, none of that matters to me. I said to my girlfriend the other day on a hike, and this is so like, you're going to laugh your ass off. But I said to her, I'm like, because uh, I got on my box and I'm like, that's what this good girl mafia thing is all about. Like, this is, I go, the only thing we have in common is a vagina. That's enough. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> but if that's like all we have in common, like if we're two totally different people, we have nothing in common. If that's the only thing that we share, then come on in. Come on in. It's a sacred place. <laughs> like, why can't, like, we've got to get past all of this. Okay. And you know, I have to say, and and this is not me being clever with my words. You know, this whole weekend retreat that you do, like maybe the whole smoking the and the gunja part maybe gets those walls down a little Absolutely. bit with women. I could see how that could be Absolutely. a thing. Absolutely. And also only being surrounded by just women. Yeah. Only being in, something about offered it. these yeah. fun things that they're like, oh, I've never done yoga mm-hmm. before. I've never tried belly dancing. I've never just had fun and smoked and yeah. just painted someone else's toenails or right. or like did some art projects yeah. together or crafting together. Don't you find your girls heal you? Yes. Like that's like a that's yeah. it's sacred time. It it's is. a sacred relationship. And even you when you don't each know each other when it's, you first come there, you are besties when you leave. I love camp. Yes, yes. It's camp. It is. It's camp. I love it. Okay. And because I have the wheelhouse of catering and event planning, Mama is in charge of the food all weekend long. It's got to be top notch. You guys, everyone, every article, everything you ever hear about GGG, besides all the fun and the great thing and the yeah. women and the beauty and the lifting mm-hmm. each other up and the community and endless amounts of weed to smoke, dab, and eat, the food is always on point. And I always take care of everyone, gluten-free, vegan, plant-based people. I eat paleo keto, so I like plant stuff. I mean, I like animal protein, as other people cannot handle that. Yeah. There's something for everyone at our retreats, and there's never a lack. Okay. Uh, while we're still on the topic and people are hot about this retreat, what is the website? Where can I go to learn more? Ganja mm-hmm. Goddess mm-hmm. Getaway.com. At Instagram, it's Ganja Goddess Getaway. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, Ganja Goddess Getaway. Um, go. Ganja go. Goddess Getaway, yeah. folks. It's It'll change your life. Men have been, their women come and now they cannot wait to send their wives back because they're like, oh my God, you were so much better when you're at home. You're so much happier, so relaxed and replenished. <laughs> also, the greatest thing about Ganja Goddess Getaway is moms and daughters come. Seriously. Cute. Um, we have so co eds. Like, I went to college five years together together. We went together, together to college five years together again. Now I live in New York, and now I live in D.C., yeah. and now we're meeting here yeah, for a girl's getaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so it's really for anyone and everyone, single women who don't have a bestie. Mm-hmm. They come, and by the time they leave, they have so many best friends. I love we're that. all about connecting. And because we've gone viral so many times, mm-hmm. we have women traveling from all over the world to come to our Ganja Goddess it getaways. Sounds, honestly, it sounds amazing. My mother amazing. doesn't even smoke, and she comes to almost every single I- getaway because she loves I to be love around it. the women see and she'll I, stuff the cones and right. flash and you know pass out the joints so if, and if take you're the listening classes. Yeah. and you've got a couple girlfriends and one of you smokes weed and another one doesn't and another one does sometimes you all can still go you can still come and have a right. great time there's no pressure to have to smoke or ingest weed and guess what else what maybe you'll want to try a cbd mocktail like yeah. a cocktail but only oh, has cute. cbd cute, cute, cute. right cbd will only relax you kind of put you in a shifty kind of 
relaxed state mm-hmm. of like everything's good, but you are not high, not yeah. psychoactively high at all. Or maybe you don't even want to do anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can just come and really build community with awesome women. And that's really, I think, what underscores the whole experience is how, you know, you relate with other women, you get together with other women, and it's around food and drink and, and yes, Ganja. Yeah. <laughs> the and weed. What's people. awesome too is every diversity. We've got 20 year olds to 70 year olds. So cool. We've got every color under the sun. So cool. And every economic background. You yeah. can be sitting with a Malibu Barbie and a truck driver from Indiana. So I'm not cool. lying. They've so all attended cool. our Ganja I love it. I love it. Okay, we're going to switch gears. One of the questions I ask, you know, all of the amazing women like you who come in and sit down for this podcast is to define leadership for me. I want to know what your definition of leadership is because you are a leader. People look to you in this industry. You're an advocate. Um, So define leadership. For me, it's showing up and being my most integritous, authentic self. That's what I have to do. Mm. I, from there, I allow my wisdom years, mm. whatever those things, to just unfold. Mm. But truly, I'm just here to be an open book, an open vessel to love, expansion, and um, integrity, and being your most authentic self. When sh- we show up and be our most authentic selves, magic happens. And and when you do that consistently, yeah, and then people expect that from you, and you deliver every time. I do my that's, best. That's but that's leadership. That is yeah. leadership, and that's why people look to you and will continue to look to you. I love that answer. Thank you. I love that answer. What's your motto? Follow your bliss. Define bliss. What brings you happiness? What tickles you inside? What drives you with passion? Mm. What inspires you when you mm. wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. Follow it. So, okay, so can we have girl talk? Give it to me. Okay, good. So following your bliss, your passion, your happiness. You know, I'm asking for a friend, right? For a friend, yeah. Okay, so when you're following your bliss and your passion and you're on a mission and it's like you know where you're going and you're headed in that direction. What was curious to me is when you came, you said, oh, my husband, Bubba, and I thought, wow, she's got that's got to be one special dude to be, you know, I don't know, secure enough, strong enough, whatever enough to let you go out and do this thing. And and so what does that kind of guy look like? How does that feel to have that kind of guy around? Like inspire the other girls. I'm asking for a friend, but what does that guy look like? Like if the guy who lets you go and says, oh, well, there she goes. She's going to change the world, but I know she'll come home. He's a confident man. Yeah. He's a man who's super in touch with his feelings, and he's also super vulnerable. Mm. And he is a man, for me, he is that man that oh, he gets excited by my expansion and my growth and my ability to oh, follow wow. my bliss. Oh, that's so nice. Um, for many years, I mean, this is just who I am. I think that's what attracted to him, him to me to begin with. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's a musician, a touring musician. So for so for the first half of our relationship, we've been together eighteen years. Mm-hmm. For the first half of our relationship, he was on the road, so I was in the green rooms with the VIP waiting for my husband. Yeah, so yeah. he was the rock star. Sure. And so now he goes to the events and he's in the green rooms waiting for me. So it's super fun to have that switch. And and he's like a lot of guys wouldn't be able uh, to switch up with ease. Yeah, no no no. My husband is incredible. I'm so fortunate. He he is my biggest supporter. He's my biggest supporter so in beautiful. every single way. Um, and I believe it's because we both are super secure yeah. in ourselves and in something bigger than ourselves. So we just I let, think that's key, though, too, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it is. We have a really healthy um, relationship to something bigger than ourselves. And that's what grounds us in our relationship. Mm. And that's where I know it's really real and it's from a place of true honesty and love 
where you just do really want to support one another. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's really exciting for him to see me like, it's really blown up in the last five years. Mm -hmm. It's nothing that, that delivery service that I only would say, oh, I have a catering business. I have a catering business. I never said I had through my friends and family and community. If you weren't buying it from me, I wasn't telling you what I was really doing. I just was on a catering job. Sure. And so when 2014, 15 came along and Mary Jane gave me my own show called Smoke in the Kitchen, I had to go to my lawyers and say, hey, I'm coming out of that green closet. So now what? What's that going to look like? How do I prepare myself? And so anyway, so that is a very big statement. And now Mm -hmm. all I do is walk that walk and talk my true Mm. authentic self. And that feels super empowering. So even though I was living it, I wasn't able to truly share what I was doing Mm -hmm. and how connected I was and how impassioned I was about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So to have that shift, I'm telling you women, it is empowering to live your truth and to be able to speak your truth about what you're really doing. Especially after years of being, and and this is my experience too, square peg, round hole. That's right. And you make it work, right? Yes. Like you made it work. You For didn't really sure. tell people you mm-hmm. make it work. You mm-hmm. this. But when you can finally just be like, bah, girl, yes. bah, boy, yes. bah, I'm just, th- this, this is me. This is me. Take me or leave. Exactly. I don't care. I, yeah. It changes you. It changes I, I, you. Okay. I'm going to sound really cuckoo now, yeah. but I believe it changes you almost like on a cellular 100%. level. Like I agree. D- the tectonic plates in your yeah. body yes. shift. Yes. So- that there in 2015 with the onset of, and that I've already been in the business for 16 years wow, already. Do you hear what I'm saying? There you go. Yeah, exactly. But that shift happened mm-hmm. and I just came out with a vengeance yeah. and it's only been exploding since. And I wish I could talk about all the fun little projects that are in the works and when they manifest, oh, I you can talk. Oh, you want to tell one? <laughs> okay. So, okay. No, no, no. I won't put you. Okay. He, deal. Okay. Yeah. We're going to make a deal. You'll come back and tell us about it. You'll come back and tell us about it. Okay, so I'm going to ask you like quick questions. Give it best advice for twenty for women in their twenties. Follow your bliss and be your most authentic self. Really, truly, like be quiet and listen to that inspired place within yourself. Don't don't just run around like a on a uh, like a hamster on a wheel and try to make something happen. Try to make something happen. I would say go within, be quiet, have a little personal time every day in the morning to just be in tune with mm-hmm. what really is moving you mm-hmm. and come always from inspiration versus desperation. Inspiration versus desperation. Drops mic. You just dropped the mic. Okay, best advice for a woman in her 30s. Go for it. Ooh. Go for it. Right now, you're learning to be more okay with who and what you are. Yeah. Like your 20s, you're like, oh, yeah. And, and, then, and in your 20s, you're like, oh my God, I don't yeah. want to wear a bathing suit. Now you look back, you're like, girl, you, you should have worn that bathing suit. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, like your your body was banging. Okay, you just didn't know. Yeah, and I don't. I think the thirties are so fun. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm double nickels. Mm -hmm. I'm fifty five, but I always tell people double nickels. Oh yeah. I remember that. But when I always tell people, if I could just have stopped time, if I could just be any age, it would be 35. 35 was such a great year. You're not young and you're not old. And you still have so much of your body power. And you can do anything. And wear that bathing suit. And wear that bathing suit. Okay. Best advice for chicks in their 40s? Go. (sighs) Nothing's missing. Mm. You are perfect. You're whole and complete. Everything that you ever wanted and ever dreamed of is right here, right now. You don't have to prove it. You are that. Drops Mike. And since you're double nickels, let's go for it. Women in their 50s. So fun to be in our wisdom years. Oh, amen. So fun to give back all that beautiful experience of life when yeah. they want it. I'm not here to just blab to blab. like if, right. But it's so much fun knowing, coming from a place of knowing. And also, 
when you come from a place of knowing, you don't have to blab whenever you have to blab. You just are there. And when when it's inspired, you're just like, drop your two cents. And women are like, what? And it is fun coming into these wisdom years and being so secure in mm-hmm. who and what I am, mm-hmm. knowing really who I am mm-hmm. and how I fit on this planet and... I'm really grateful for that. I love getting older. <laughs> I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you for coming in today. Thank you. I really am. You're special. You are so kind. You really are. No, I mean that. Like, I went and everyone can go to Celine's website, www.saileen.com. Celine.com. And you can read, I mean, just click on all the press links. Like, you've been written about, and but in the flesh like sitting across the table from you and looking you in your eye I for I just want you to know it's like I feel you I see you it's and you're so very genuine and authentic and that's I mean Josh we may as well call out Josh who actually connected us girls happy birthday Josh happy birthday Josh Josh. but he's the one who connected us and he kept saying to me he's like I'm telling you the two of you all gonna have so much to talk about and and he was right so any any final words you can follow me also (laughs) on Instagram at Mama Saline M-A-M-A-S-A-I-L-E-N-E Mama Saline um, my last words are come explore a deeper part of yourself. Mm. Um, give yourself the space, ladies, to do something you've never done before. Surround yourself with a lot of loving, beautiful women who want to just build a community of sisterhood together. In, come from an inspired place to my ganja goddess getaway because I want to meet you. I want to hug you. And I want to share this beautiful, beautiful, bigger than us movement, women's movement with everyone. That's what I'm telling you. And I cannot wait for you to come, Diana. I'm so excited. Please. I really am excited. And thank you for the invite. Girl, I'm there. Yay. I'm there. Everybody, I hope you under, uh, understand now why I had to have Celine on the show today. I mean, and she, as she really is like in real time wiping tears from her face again. I want to thank all of you for tuning in today and every Monday, although today is Tuesday, for Monday Moment in 5. I'm your host, Diana Perkovic, and I will say um, the newsletter is launching today. It is uh, exclusive content for people who subscribe to the website. So you can go to my website, www.dianaperkovic.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Diana Perkovic, and also at Good Girl Mafia, where we are here to encourage, empower, and entertain. Make it a fabulous week, guys. I will see you back here next Monday. Diana's out. (laughs) 